Deep tech itself in, in, in the normal environment itself is a bit challenging. It's very hard for many people to understand the outcome of it and taking the risk to support these companies because of the long gestation period and some uncertainties in the technology and stuff like that, right? With, with the current environment, you know, the, the funding has become very difficult. And on top of it, for deep tech companies, it has become very difficult, actually, to be honest, right? So, and, and it will continue for the next few quarters. But there are some companies which are which are making you know good progress, especially you know environmental ESG side of it. Some agri uh, sectors in India, we are we are seeing good response. Hi, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Tech Conversations, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors. I'm Hari Arakli. As India readies its own deep tech startups policy, this is episode 8 in a short series of conversations with some of the entrepreneurs and VC investors who are building this ecosystem in the country. In this episode, Venkat Vallabhaneni and Jatin Desai, founding partners at Inflexor Ventures, talk about how the current funding slowdown is affecting India's nascent deep tech ecosystem. They are also enthused by the new draft policy on deep tech startups that the government has circulated and point to the importance of a strong orchestration mechanism on top that can pull together all stakeholders, boosting the processes that strongly support the movement of science from the labs to the market. Venkat, Jatin, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. And I thought uh, I'd just pull together uh, a short series of conversations with some of the entrepreneurs and VC investors who are deeply involved in uh, building the deep tech ecosystem in India. And there's also, of course, the con- context of the government uh, having released a draft policy on deep tech startups. So looking forward to this conversation. Uh, can you both start with a quick introduction, uh, as a backgrounder about uh, Inflexar and we'll go from there. Thank you, Harry. Inflexar is a technology-focused uh, venture capital fund. We are broadly focused on technology in in few fronts. One is, uh, um, you know, India for India-focused technology, India for global, and the deep tech. So deep tech com- comprises majority, probably around thirty to forty percent of our investments go in that sector, right? And as far as our background is concerned, we are entrepreneur and you know, and also worked in large corporates and primarily with the technology background. Even today, we, you know, work with entrepreneurs to develop their technologies and work with them to mature them and help them in, in different aspects of technology as well, right? That's briefly our background. Can you uh, talk a little bit about what got you interested in the deep tech sector, especially in deep tech in India? Because it's, I mean, generally sort of the received wisdom has been that it's pretty tough to back these kind of companies out of India because of various factors, right? Long gestation needs more money up front and so on. Absolutely. So there is a different connotation of deep tech as far as India is concerned in our view. Uh, what that means is if you, if you define technology readiness levels mm. for, for deep tech companies, uh, that could vary, um, you know, for, for India, right? We look for probably around TRL7 kind of uh, readiness, Mm. uh, whereas 
you know, globally, the, 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 their, the funds are open to a bit earlier as well, right? That's one difference, I would say. Second is, um, you know, uh, our, our view is there is a lot of uh, technology depth and intellectual power in India. So, for, so long as we are able to find the companies with the right technology readiness and ability to expand to overseas markets, there is tremendous opportunity out there. That's what is, has attracted us to uh, deep tech companies as you know, in the current scenario. Yeah, so in the Indian context, just to add to what Venkat said, I think, you know, in, the, in terms of the TRL7 relevance, we at least try to, you know, pick companies that at least have some initial product market fit. It could, in most cases, is real revenue. In some cases, it could also be POC revenue. So at least that, that R&D phase, you know, has passed. Yeah, so I think that's another thing that we additionally do, I guess. Can you all uh, give us a quick update on what's been happening at Inflexor over the last one year or so? And maybe you all can also uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your funds and uh, what you all did with uh, your first fund, second fund, where you are at today and so on. Sure. So as you are aware, Hari, we have two funds. We have two funds and roughly $100 million under management. Uh, we have... Uh, 22, 23 investments uh, across the two funds, two or three are common across both the funds. Uh, obviously, fund one, we've completed deployment and, and we are exiting uh, companies one by one. I think it has done quite well performance-wise, uh, touch wood. Uh, in terms of fund two, we are halfway through our deployment cycle. Uh, so, and, and, and we need another four or five companies, I guess, you know, primary investment and then balance will be left for follow-ons. So that's the high level status on both the funds. In terms of what we've done recently, let's say in the last year or so, uh, given that we are investing out of our second fund now, uh, we made, uh, we've closed five investments, closed and uh, out of which three are announced, you know, and, and two are yet to be announced, but they have been closed. The announced investments are, you know, Aviros on the computer vision side, right? So it's a computer vision company. Uh, Bioprime on the agri agri tech nano science company, right? Uh, we have invested in A5G, which is into the 5G software uh, for telecom and enterprise uh, 5G. Uh, the two that we have not yet announced, one is a fintech SaaS company. I think we're just coordinating to announce at the right time uh, in coordination with the founders. And finally, we've invested in a gaming company, AR, VR based gaming company, early stage, right? So these are the five closures in the last year or so, I would say. And we have a few deals in the pipeline. Uh, again, uh, three out of those four are in deep tech, uh, right? Again, you know, uh, material science company, uh, there is an uh, e-commerce e logistics company, there's a legal tech SaaS and there is a surgical robotics company. These are things in the pipeline. Some at advanced stage, some at slightly earlier stage, right? Over the course of investing through your two funds, can you give us a sense of, uh, you know, the experience that you've built up um, different um, segments, sub-segments within deep tech? And we can talk about, uh, you know, how that is influencing or even helping you expanding into adjacencies and you know other opportunities that you're beginning to see now uh, in the uh, special particularly in the deep tech context sure uh, i can i can take a 
Stabbed So there are a few areas we started investing in the, in the fund one, right? Especially focused on Indian scale. So that's where, if you talk about one of the companies we invested early was Attenberg, right? At the time, the deeper connotation in, you know, in, in 2016, 17 area was uh, companies taking the technology, applying it to the local market innovate, by innovating, right? That's where, that's how we looked at technology at the time, right? And the company has scaled up very, very well. And, and post that, we invested in some companies such as space, Bellatrix. Uh, you understand, you know, space is upcoming, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in India and, you know, and with the latest Chandrayaan, uh, this, 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 this is poised to grow phenomenally in the next few, few years in our view. Yeah. We were one of the early funds, probably one of the only funds at the time you know, to invest in space. Uh, and this was the first company to get funded by venture capital, uh, you know, in India at the time. And now that company has, is doing very, very well. And you know how uh, space sector is attracting latest investments as well, right? And and beyond that, you know, we also invested in you know few companies such as Chakar Innovation hmm. and you know some some in you know. Um, uh, you know, cybersecurity such as Data Resolve and, uh, and, and, and there is a company called Singularity we invested in as well, which is, you know, prime example of deep tech where, you know, they're using at the time, very early on, using you know, artificial intelligence to cut short the testing time for the uh, hardware development, right? So chip development. Mm-hmm. So these are a few, few examples we have invested in. And, you know, by doing this, our confidence in, in Indian intellectual capacity and ability to create intellectual property has, has increased. And, and because of that, you can see in fund two, we have invested in uh, deep tech companies and also exited, right? Prime example is the Steradian Semiconductors, yeah. which is, you know, again, you know, it was so amazing to see entrepreneurs coming out of India, creating this, you know, 4D radar, uh, uh, you know, you know, for, for, uh, you know, autonomous vehicles and few other use cases and which got acquired recently, right. You know, which is, which is early, early, early exit for us, uh, you know, as, as, as a fund. So, you know, as in anything else, we gain experience in analyzing companies and how to look at where they are in the, in the maturity cycle and take the right bets. Uh, you know, with, in, with the, applying the Indian context and, and ability to exit. These are the few things we have learned in, in, in Fund 1 and we continue to apply in Fund 2 as well. You you also have, uh, you know, some overlapping investments in SaaS companies. And I bring that up uh, for the following reason. I mean, in SaaS now, there seems to be a very well-established playbook in terms of build in India, sell in America, uh, kind of strategy for many of those companies. Can you both think aloud about uh, uh, in the deep tech startups, while there are nascent companies, and since you mentioned you, you try to look for companies which are closer to commercialization, where are they at in general in terms of building some kind of a playbook, whether as individual companies or as an ecosystem? So for deep tech, you know, uh, interestingly, there are multiple uh, you know, models emerging out there. Right? You know, if you talk about agriculture, so you know, there are some 
No, areas, right? You know, uh, we, we invested in BioPrime is one of the examples. We are looking at a couple of other companies in the ag- agri sector. With the, they are deep tech, right? Where the model there is to, to develop the technology and, and, and do, do some, you know, um, proof of concepts kind of, uh, you know, experiments here. Once they're done, get the, get the approvals and then go to the market. And, you know, India is a prime market out there, right? So that's, that's India for India, agriculture. That's, that's one sector we're seeing a lot of things. Material science, if you come to material science uh, sector, there, both India as well as, you, uh, you know, global markets are, 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 are uh, potential customers for them. So as far as global markets are concerned, again, Right, you know the technology is the prime um, over there. Right, once you once you've proven yourself in technology, um, eventually they don't generally go to market in the global global side of it. They establish partnership with the uh, with with some of the uh, major major companies out there, and then use that partnership to enter the market. And that could be strategic partnership. That could be you know you know marketing and sales partnership. It could be multiple ways they can go with. So we are seeing that evolving because most of these deep tech companies don't have muzzle to go enter enter in the into the global markets as well, mm-hmm. right? So that requires not only time, a lot of financial backing as well. So the model that is emerging is um, in in global market side of it, they generally go with the one of the strategic partners, uh, you know, to to enter the market. In India side of it, I think you know. Again, it could be partnership. It could be on their own uh, to 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 go to the market. You know, depending on the sector, I would say. And I think uh, what we've also seen, right? While you know, let's say we have a company called CloudSec, right? So they, they while it's a cybersecurity SaaS company, they use a lot of AI ML, right? Now. In Entropic as well, right? It's an emotion AI company. These things were deep tech when we invested, right? In AI ML. Now they have, of course, become uh, mainstream, more mainstream technologies. But in all these things, right? What we are seeing is, you know, how how this whole, you know, SaaS and 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 particularly if there is some deep tech component of SaaS, you know, the zero to 500, 500 to a million, million to five, five to ten million, and and ten to twenty five, and so on. You know that transition. In, and without hitting the valley of death. So I think we are seeing more and more companies, you know, crossing these hurdles, right? Which definitely was not the case, let's say five years ago even, right? Bunch of our own portfolio companies have crossed some of these hurdles and have reached, you know, mid to high single digits to even double digit ARR, right? In in terms of uh, dollar uh, traction. Mm-hmm. And in the current uh, economic scenario, uh, has that surfaced any interesting uh, trends within the deep tech segment um, or you know maybe has it surfaced um, some weaknesses either at individual company levels or at the ecosystem level and and um, on the flip side uh, did they surprise you with uh, you know the resilience uh, on some fronts yes um <laughs> Deep tech itself in, in, in the normal environment itself is a bit challenging, yeah. as you rightly mentioned, because, you know, it's very hard for many people to understand, you know, the outcome of it and taking the risk to support these companies because of the long gestation period and some uncertainties in the technology and stuff like that, right? So with, with the current environment, you know, the, the funding has become very difficult. And on top of it, for deep tech companies, it has become 
you know, with, with, without any, <laughs> any discussion, it has become very difficult, actually, to be honest, right? So, and, and it will continue. This, 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 this will continue for next few quarters. But there are some companies which are, which are making, you know, good progress, especially, you know, as I mentioned, um, you know, environmental ESG side of it, some agri uh, sectors in India, we are, we are seeing good response. And, and we've, we've been evaluating a couple of companies that got funded recently and they got good, you know, response from the investors as well, especially in these sectors. These are probably, you know, uh, environmental or, uh, are, are, you know, the, it doesn't matter what kind of environment you are in, there's enough demand, especially because the time it takes for uh, maturing these technologies is longer. So people are a little bit immune to the environment as well. You know, it, 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 it sounds a little bit, you know, contrary to what, what, what I'm talking about. You know, it, there's pros and cons in this, in this uh, deep tech, right? The, the, the pro is, you know, the technology is there, it's somewhat immune because the long gestation period, it takes its own time. Once you know the technology is gonna, has got potential, people are willing to invest. On the other downside is people don't understand technology as much and the and the and the and the and the time and the, currently the environment is not you know very open to get into this. So some sectors are having good time, but not others in my view. Any uh, India specific um, challenges that deep tech companies would face here? I mean, leaving aside the current economic scenario, uh, in general. Over the years that you've invested in these companies, uh, what have been your top uh, sort of top takeaways about what are the biggest challenges in India? I think generally speaking, uh, for deep tech companies particularly, uh, we still feel in in most sectors, not all, that the scale will come from outside of India, right? So that is a challenge. So you cannot necessarily get scale only from India. Besides, you know, let's say sectors like Venkat mentioned, agri stuff, right? Because that's, that's, that is quite possible. But in general, uh, you know, you, you refine your products here, you know, pricing is, is, is price sensitive markets, you get the traction, you know, and then slowly you move out uh, to, the, to the neighboring, you know, a little bit more developed regions like Southeast Asia, Middle East, and then before you go to the US and European markets. So I think that is a singular challenge. And second is, I think, uh, the, the whole academia industry connect. And, you know, I think the new, uh, the new deep tech policy kind of, you know, addresses that as one of the themes, you know, in the, in the nine core theme that they have discussed. So I think that uh, it's in a way good that that awareness will go up. And, you know, I think we need this awareness of deep tech and potential of deep tech capital availability to go to like undergrad college level kids, right? You know, that is where a lot of, innovation and you know risk taking happens nowadays right uh, so that industry so that they build something that is really required for the industry not like a college project necessarily so only thing i would add there is it is it is matter of time in 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 our view right because the where india as a country is today is it is developing country if you look at the deep tech companies majority of them come from come from the US where there's a lot of focus uh, on, on research and development and academia and, and, and commercial sector connects and, and grants and, 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 and things like those, right? Because of 
the develop, developed country focus and their ability to invest, you know, required resources in, 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 in deep tech. And India, you know, as Jatin mentioned, you know, the deep tech policy is a good step towards developing that ecosystem in India. And we are very, very encouraged by what's happening out there. And, but keep in mind, it's going to take time, right? You know, to reach the stage where, you know, current the U.S. ecosystem is and, and, and other countries are at this point. What, what is sort of your uh, first impressions, early reading of the draft policy? What are the things that you liked about it? And what are the areas where you feel there is still more work needed? Sure. So I guess in terms of what, what uh, and Venkat can add as well, because he has also gone through this independently. Uh, one few things that I like is obviously it increases awareness at all levels. And like I mentioned, right, it needs to trickle down all the way to like our undergrad colleges and, you know, all these things. And the nine core themes, I think almost all the known issues in theory are covered, you know, by, by those things, uh, yeah. obviously. And this proposal of two to three crore grant, you know, at, at those two stages, I think is also quite interesting. And that's a lot of money, right? Especially, you know, if you are doing something in, in, in software and, and, and maybe, you know, uh, non-space tech kind of stuff, that is a pretty good amount in the Indian context, right? Can take you quite far. Uh, uh, so I think those are obviously some of the, the positives. Uh, so the, I think among those nine themes, the key ones being the IP, the, the capital availability, right? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the academy industry connect, I think the development of talent, all of that, I think, like I said, is quite well covered. Uh, and, and in terms of areas of improvement, you know, to me, the some of the standard ones, right? I think uh, implementation is always a bit more challenging hmm. than, than just publishing a, a, a policy document. A uh, lot of coordination will be required. So I think the key is how easy it is, you know, in terms of ease of doing it and ease of taking, uh, getting the grant money, I think will be important. Uh, and then, you know, how capital is being made available both directly to the founders as well as, you know, to the funds via the fund of fund uh, route. I think that will be interesting to see in terms of the implementation. Of course, I would also add that the onus is also on the ecosystem, the founders, the funds, not to abuse it, right? I think, you know, we've seen people stretch <laughs> the, the definition. So I think that also, you know, we cannot only depend on government to solve everything, right? Our ecosystem also needs to be, be, be fair, I guess. Mm. Venkat can also add. Uh, sure, sure. So. You know, the, the deep tech policy itself is a great start in my view. And, and you know, it's easy to say what's in pros and cons, but the point is, you know, the system has taken, you know, notice of what, what, what needs to be done. They put a policy in place and it's going to evolve. And, you know, they hit all the important points in the policy in our view. And, and, and it's going to evolve as, as we gain knowledge on, uh, on how, you know, you know, ecosystem is responding to that. Few things in my view at this point, which are a bit challenging to, you know, we covered a little bit in the previous question, but, you know, the, the academia, right, support. And, you know, because today there, there are pockets of excellence in academia, right? And, and we, we, we see that. But converting that to commercialization is, is, is very difficult, right? And, and, and that's where, India would face challenges in our view, right? You know, because uh, 
you know, academia itself is very challenging and bringing to commercialization requires a solid process around that. That's one thing. Second thing is the, the ecosystem, funding ecosystem today is focused mainly on the, on the consumer, if you look at it, if I may say so, right? Converting that, some of the, some of the uh, you know, uh, funding to deep tech is something, you know, which, which, which needs to take hold in the future. As, as, as more and more IP-related companies come, come through and combining this demand side of it with the, with the, with the deep tech and, and, and sending some dollars towards that is, 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 an, is an important thing as well. And third one we've seen is this, these policies are coming in different areas. Say, for example, semiconductor has got some policy and that AI has got some policy and, and a few other policies are out there. This point is covered in, the, in, in, in this, in this uh, deep tech policy. How do you connect those things? How do you share the infrastructure and, and, and the resources? How do we figure out the interlinkages between these different policies and make sure that we are leveraging the, the resources the right way. I, these are the few challenges we need to figure out, I, I think, as part of the policy as we move forward. Mm. And, and I, I would add that, you know, I think it's about time, like hardware, particularly, like under just in general about deep tech as well as, you know, talking about the policy. I think uh, hardware, we need to focus a good amount on hardware, right? It's being treated like a stepchild, second class citizen in the ecosystem to some extent and is hard is harder and harder for hardware folks, unfortunately, in India. I think with the geopolitical situation changing and, you know, India stepping up on the semiconductor policy, the whole PLIs and the, you know, all of these, uh, the deep tech, I think hardware should play an important role as well going forward. Mm. Uh, in talking to uh, the founders on your portfolio, as well as the wider network in the VC world and in the Indian startup ecosystem, what's your sense of what are the next steps? I mean, right now, this is the, it's a draft policy and they've asked for comments and so on. At some point, it's going to crystallize into a, a more formal uh, you know, view on what the, how the government wants to proceed. Do you have a sense of what might be the next steps? So I guess, you know, from our side, uh, as, as, as ecosystem participants or stakeholders, you know, we will probably be submitting our own feedback, right, uh, before that September 15 deadline. And we also work through the IVCA, right, which we are obviously part of, right, in terms of this whole, you know, policy making and, you know, regulations and, and, and implementation inputs, we also take it through IVCA. So I guess, you know, things will get more and more clear. Uh, Obviously, <laughs> the elections will also be around the corner. So we'll have to see timing-wise, how does this all play out, right, in terms of continuity. Hopefully, I think, you know, tech side of things generally has remained sort of untouched and, you know, it has uh, progressed on its own. So hopefully that will not be an issue. And in terms of implementation, do you get the sense that um, the government is considering, like, a will there be a new institution to uh, look at implementation of deep tech policies or do you think there is already you know dst and several other institutions like BIRAC and all of these um so the existing infrastructure will will be utilized to and the government machinery will be utilized to uh, implement this policy i i would hope so because you know there are already a lot of uh, departments and you know even within ministries there are different departments and I, now I think, you know, now that, you know, the startup ecosystem has somewhat matured, of course, still long way compared to US-China, 
But I think there's a lot of experience, there's a lot of learning even within the, the government departments and bureaucracies. So I personally don't see any need for something totally new to deal with, uh, right? Should fall under one of the existing, you know, umbrella departments. Uh, same thing for the implementation of the funding, etc. Right? I think there are mechanisms already in place. Uh, right. So one thing I would add is, um, as Jitin mentioned, there's already many institutions looking at, you know, technology set up, if not deep tech. And you now the the important thing here is to clarify, you know, the important points in, in in the policy, and then make sure that the interlinkages between between these organizations are clear, and then sharing the resources, especially creating a orchestration mechanism, right? Because here the the main thing that needs to happen in our view is having right team to drive this adoption and orchestration because you know like any other organization right you know there are many resources how how do somebody come in and make things happen by doing the right orchestration between different interlinkages and sharing resources and stuff like that right so that's 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 a key thing here i hope that government will come back with the right implementation team you know and they'll stand the ground make sure it it takes time right and 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 also the takes that takes a lot of effort to coordinate these things and make things happen as well i think that's that's the next thing that should happen in our as opposed to creating a different you know entirely different department okay fair enough um, it's orchestration layer on top right among all these things is is something which is required i guess okay understood um okay so just to bring it back to uh, inflexor itself um and jatin since you mentioned uh, Uh, hardware as well uh, can you both talk about um, over the next 12 months um, 18 months um, what are some of the top priorities for you um, and and also if you've uh, if you're beginning to come across any really interesting hardware plays that might interest you uh, can you talk about that as well uh, so there are there are a few areas few you know in in the indian ecosystem that is attracting attention today as i mentioned space is one area very clear right because with what what's happening out there there'll be industries evolving around space right downstream and upstream both so we'll be keenly watching that and 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 we'll see what happens in the future that's one area second is material science is one area what we are seeing right both for it could be for semiconductors it could be for batteries it could be for something else so that area there there are some companies very interesting companies uh, coming in india right you know we are we are evaluating few of them as we speak that's one third one is agriculture right with and and you know combining the life sciences part of agriculture and how do you make the agriculture better and 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 other things that's something which we are you know definitely definitely watching and and outside that you know things like cyber security with the with the usage of uh, artificial intelligence out there is going to change the way things are going to be handled in in cyber security and and beyond that you know general you know artificial intelligence and generative ai this has become mainstream in our view but still you know there is some application on the on the, in the deep tech areas right so these are the few areas you know in the broad spectrum we we are looking at very very you know, keenly and and we'll look for companies to invest in that company, in that in those areas okay uh, in your earlier comments you spoke about um, in general uh, looking at trl level 7 uh, kind of 
startups in in india um and and you both got experience looking at uh, companies in other big startup uh, mature startup hubs whether it's silicon valley or other uh, you know in europe and israel and so on um can you talk about uh, how we might address the challenge the funding challenges of deep tech companies both upstream and downstream i mean at the very early stage and so on do you think the government will have to play the bigger role and that's what we've kind of seen happen in the us and so on um and of course right now the indian deep tech ecosystem is pretty nascent but uh, at some point they're going to become and they're going to reach the stage where they'll need more growth capital uh, can you think aloud about how we might address both these challenges so i think <clears throat> i think uh, we have come a long way you know even even in the last 5 years i'll tell you when we started fund 1 right and we were like could count on just one one palm of your hand right how many funds would do something like deep tech investing right since then i think you know we have come a long way i can at least say even domestic funds right at least 25 30 funds right? if not more uh, at least do part of it or all of it as deep tech now plus the larger funds right so there's a lot of global capital of course as, as we know right in fact in the last 3 4 5 years uh, so we are seeing you know even global funds entering you know early stage of deep tech right we have seen big big name uh, global funds looking even start to look at space tech in india uh, we we know that they've looked at quantum tech right stuff like that so i think in the combination of you know let's say what comes out of upstream at the 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 government the, the deep tech policy where those 2 3 crore grant kind of stuff happens a lot of incubator accelerator programs are also there even that exist today the domestic funds and the global capital right and i think now what is remaining is of course few more success stories right like we had in the the e-commerce side or you know the logistics side or or other some of these other consumer side stories once we see that i think you know you know this will accelerate right uh, you know and you know i'm uh, you know don't i can't think of a reason why you know eventually not today you know at least we can do partially of what israel startup ecosystem does you know for the rest of the world right so that is where at least i would personally like to see as you know go over the next few years it will take time of course nothing is easy but i think in terms of capital availability if you if you remove the funding winter portion of it which is going on now and as venkat said you know we expect it to last few few more quarters hopefully towards the end of next calendar year or the year after that things should stabilize and come back but it's important that we have some success stories some some good exit cash exits uh for it to even further sort of gain momentum so only one other addition to that is as you mentioned uh, venture capital funds like us will continue to look at bit more maturity in in you know trl 7 or more for that matter before that in our experience there are two or three avenues where deep tech companies can can you know reach that stage one is obviously the government grants they've been they've been available second is a, as jatin mentioned incubators right corporate vcs and incubators as is one of the there are many platforms out there or who are willing to you know take these companies and and as part of the incubation program that's where we get our pipeline by the way so those are two three areas where you know startup companies can look at for initial support you know till they reach a certain maturity level 
Okay, fair enough. Um, this was a really insightful conversation, gentlemen. Um, thank you both uh, for making time for me and definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Thanks, thanks, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you. That's it for this conversation. I hope you found it interesting. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast app. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.